Weed, ganja, dope, grass, Mary Jane, cannabis, marijuana, whatever we want to call it these days, we know someone who's using it to treat a medical condition, or at the very least, just to relax. We're here to walk you through cannabis, from joints to terpenes, and what it's like to treat our medical conditions with this beautiful natural plant. This is Cannabis and Comrades, and I'm your host each week, Todd Larkin, and with me as always, my good friend, the Colossus of Cannabis, Mr. Drake Haggard. Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be A lovely What is up everybody? It is Todd and Drake We are, uh, we're here to talk about some edibles this week Edibles, good old edibles I know you're not a big fan of edibles, are you? Ah, they're trash, all of them <laughs> After agree, they uh, they can um, they can be very iffy if you're um, uh, if you just got to know what you're you're using, you got to know what you're doing, and so we thought, why not spend this week talking about edibles, especially after last week episode when Officer Hansen talked about the naked man in the street. Oh yeah, thought man maybe others should be reminded so they're not out naked in the street as well. You can always take more. You can never take less. Just remember that. That's very true. That's very true. Uh, so I thought maybe uh, we should just go ahead and talk about how beneficial or even nasty. Or not beneficial. <laughs> edibles can be. So sit back, relax, and take a little trip as we talk about edibles. We'll begin with a spin traveling in the world of my creation. What we'll see will defy explanation. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to do it. Want to change the world? There's nothing to it. I know we talk a lot about a, just a lot of the issues with edibles. Uh, some of the the main ones we see are consistency, potency, and taste is up there. Any others that you see that you think of? Uh, smell. I mean, yeah. I've, I've, I mean, yeah. I've had some patients say that you know they've had some edibles that just smelled bad. I mean, me personally, I'm not gonna eat nothing that smells bad. So, <laughs> very that, true. That, that very could true. be an issue. Um, yeah, that's that's such a the, the dosing and the consistency of the potency is is always such a such an issue with patients, especially when you're trying to consistently dose. Um, you know, if it's something for bed and you want to make sure it puts you to sleep. Yeah, especially trying to work in a routine. I mean, something to take take every day to get that, you know, that good night's sleep that you got the night before. Exactly. I enjoy, I take Wana gummies. Uh, they're, I take a 10 milligram Indica. I take a 10 milligram hybrid. Sometimes I'll take two um, 
one-to-ones. They're very, uh, they're always consistent, always the same dose, but, and they always taste good. But, and I've had cookies that taste horrible. I mean, we see things like a thousand milligram gummy, uh, gummy packs. I'm always so skeptical of anything over 500 milligrams. I mean, are they, because are are they using just a a gram of distillate and dropping it off in there? And is it getting distributed correctly? I mean, that's just, it's, it's a big, big flag for me. Uh, if it's truly, you know, a thousand milligrams or a hundred milligrams per piece, like it's calling. Right. Right. What? So some of the different types of edibles we see, um, mints chocolates gummies of course baked goods cookies brownies um what else do you chocolate bars uh the saps uh, yes it's like a honey mixture it's honey and agave um, with a distillate and what a distillate is is it's just the raw thc um and essentially like a almost like a honey wax form yeah. and then they just mix it into their ingredients we actually sell a raw distillate here that you can take home and make your own edibles with but uh which you could potentially dose almost specific you know? very easy and very effective yeah, just yeah. a little bit more extra work on your half right but if you have a good recipe you want to use you know and you have something down specific then you know that you're going to have, you make 10 brownies, each one of those brownies is going to be 100 milligrams. So, um, but we, um, you know, the way that all of that works, the edible, the way the edible's made, the ingredients in it, you're such a a nutrition guy. Why does that play a part? Uh, You know, THC attaches to the fat cells, but you know, you talk a lot about when you eat, uh, when you don't eat, how that affects you. Talk a little bit about that and explain why eating an edible on an empty stomach or eating even eating a gummy on an empty stomach is different than eating a cookie on a full stomach. <clears throat> Man, we, we've always been told, you know, that, that cannabis is going to make us fat. You know, it's going to make us eat, make us yeah. hungry. You know, uh, from my personal experience and pa- our own patients' personal experiences, uh, that cannabis doesn't always make people hungry. Uh, it, it may help help people eat. It definitely helps me eat, but it doesn't always make me hungry. Uh, but I truly do believe that cannabis does latch onto fat cells. Now, whether you have them in your belly at the time, or even if you're a lean, you know, bodied individual, uh, I think that comes into play as well. Because a person with more fat cells in their body already. Uh, that the cannabis kind of already has something to already attach on to. It's a little, or a little bit easier for it to get into your body a little quicker. Uh, so that's definitely one of the reasons why I feel like if you do want the best effect of an edible, uh, it, it is a good idea to eat a, a high-fatty meal uh, before, you know, a few minutes before you consume your edible. That way you can have something, a little, a little something to latch on to. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me personally, you know, like we, we all know that I'm, I'm not a big edible person. Uh, they just don't give me much benefit for what I'm kind of shooting for. Yeah. Um, what's the highest, highest dose you've, you've taken in an edible at one time? At one time I've taken it five, I've drank a full bottle of 500 milligram sap just to kind of see, you know, roughly kind of what would happen. You sit, uh, just kind of sleepy. You just hope to sleep uh, good. Ma'am, that's that's really about it. Yeah. So I watched watch the episode of Walker Texas Ranger and <laughs> went and laid down. I got you. I got you. Uh, yeah, that's you know I've had uh, I think 
250 milligram uh, post found out, found out after eating it that it was 250 milligram brownie. And I felt like a tick the next day. Uh, I slept great. And and see there from that, you know, I, I woke up, you know, next day ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, I didn't I didn't feel sluggish at all, and but I'm I'm not looking to to ingest that many milligrams. So edibles is just kind of, you know, not for me. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, outside of sleep. I I really don't have any other need for them. Uh, a sativa gummy here, you know, during the day or something like that. If I yeah, can't smoke, hundred percent. Cool, you know. Um, and smoking is just, just my thing. So, um, but, uh, you know, we see so many different strengths of edibles. That's another Odd strengths too. Just like different. Yeah. It's, you know, we'll see 250 milligram single gummies. Like that's, (laughs) it's just, I don't, I I can see it. There's some people who do need them. Um, and hopefully our, our guest here in a little while, we'll, we'll kind of talk about the edibles and. Uh, you know, benefits of those, but you know, a, a five thousand milligram cookie in the state of Oklahoma is just uh, just kind of out there. Uh, it's that's very hard to dose a cookie. So, um, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, maybe that might be beneficial for someone, but uh, that's just kind of reaching in that medical market. Therefore, again, man, you five thousand milligrams. Are we sure it's distributed right? Like, man, that's exactly. Are we yeah. gonna take a big bite of distillate? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, is, is it ever gonna come out the yeah the same? You know, are all those gummies gonna be the exact same dose? So they're very, uh, it's very skewed. So you have to know uh, know your product and know the brand you're using. Testing, I can say, and know your testing facilities. That's right, because there are some floozies out there. Ask your uh, dispensaries for sure about uh, testing. I would not, uh, being a, I mean, being a dispensary owner, I don't buy anything that's not tested. But I wouldn't walk into a dispensary and personally buy something for myself without seeing uh, labs on it. So those are, as a patient, those are your right to see those labs. Um, every one of us should should double check our labs before we we use any cannabis. Um, we. Uh, we we do see some, I guess, benefit in the fact that edibles, uh, the the cost benefit for patients, uh, you know, because you can get, uh, for for instance, seven hundred fifty milligrams for like forty dollars mm-hmm. in edibles, and so yep. those a, fifty milligram gummies, fifteen pack, right? Yep. So you know, it's very uh, cost-effective for patients. Especially now, uh, especially, you know, the, the, the edible companies are definitely getting better on, you know, hitting those consistent doses for patients uh, yeah. beforehand on, you know, when we first got going, you know, it was so hard to find, number one, a good-tasting gummy, uh, number one, a good-looking gummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a gummy uh, that didn't melt sitting yeah, on the shelf. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah, you're you're right, and this this isn't a problem in every single state. You know, California, Colorado, Arizona, uh, Massachusetts, Oregon, of course, uh, Washington. All these guys have been way ahead of us here in Oklahoma. Um, so their dosing is consistent now. They're seeing good levels. There's brands that have been there for a while. They're not just making that stuff in their garage, Oklahoma. <laughs> um, but. 
so so they're on a level that is good for medical patients, and so uh, hopefully some of these new states that are coming in with medical programs will uh, will follow suit and get on board. But yeah, now like you said, finally we're starting to see things that are being more consistent. Um, but it's just being very careful. You know, you always talk about the mindset going in before you consume cannabis. Uh, is it plays a big part for you as well. Hundred so, percent, because yeah. you know if you if you go into it, you know, uh, looking for something, I feel like you're never going to get something. Um, I, I truly do believe that. See. But yeah, that's um, that's just kind of our take on edibles. Uh, if you've got any questions about uh, about any edibles or anything cannabis related, feel free to shoot those to us. At cannabis and comrades at gmail.com. And I guess uh, we'll go ahead and get started with our guest this week. Uh, here in Oklahoma, we don't have a, a really long list of doctors, unfortunately, willing to sign a referral for patients to get a medical card. And so, uh, I mean, hell, most of them won't even discuss uh, cannabis with you. So, as a veteran, you can't uh, you can't get a VA physician to write you a referral. Um, I spent four hundred dollars. I think the first time I got my medical card, yes. uh, the second time, uh, thankfully because of this gentleman, I was able to uh, get it at a substantially uh, discounted rate. Um, but uh, after a year, you know, we finally started seeing some physicians drop their their rates and stuff. Um, but a lot of them weren't offering any type of, of good discount, and they weren't hardly educated on cannabis uh, at all. So um, we don't know why it's so hard for, for doctors uh, to seem to care or show that compassion with cannabis, but we, we found a good one, I think, Drake. Um, and uh, our guest this week is uh, Dr. Jack Snedden III. Dr. Jack is a graduate of Oklahoma State, go Pokes, by the way, Doc, and uh, Colorado State. He received his MD from the University of Minnesota Medical School. Um, he's also served as a director of an intensive care unit and a, a hospitalist as well. And in our opinion, uh, Dr. Jack is probably one of the most educated physicians in the state on cannabis. Um, and we're honored to have you today here, sir. Thank you, Dr. Jack. Yes, sir. It is my pleasure, and I very much appreciate that opportunity. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, enjoyed to have the pleasure. Um, so, so, Doc, explain to us um, what you do there at JMED as the Oklahoma Cannabis Doc. Well, I kind of have to reel it back to the moment when 788 first passed. And because uh, at the time I was very active in the hospitalist thing and you know very wrapped up in that but i i already knew how well patients are going to be able to benefit from this and so i had everything ready to pull the trigger on running with this and when it passed and sure enough it did and i just uh it took off from there and at that point we were pretty much doing patient drives all across the state of oklahoma i mean literally every corner and uh but when we first really first started we went and we made house calls because there are a lot of people out there who they won't get out of their house or they're so ill they can't leave their house. Yes, sir. And uh, a lot of people were quite surprised that a doc was still willing to make house calls, but it also gives a physician an opportunity to see a patient in their home environment. You know, we always see them in a sterile <clears throat> clinic or hospital environment, 
And their environment contributes to what, what's going on with the patient. So it was very eye-opening to be able to do that. Then it just took off from there. And, uh, and obviously, you know, telemedicine is a big thing, which is a thing that we do to be able to make that available to everybody. Those people who have a hard time going out into public to see a doctor uh, for whatever reason, this is a huge option for them. Of course, we had this in play, the telemedicine. Thing, uh, long before COVID, you know, <laughs> even yet. But it very fortuitous that we already had it in play when this uh, happened because uh, it's, again, it's able to get the recommendations in the hands of the patients that really need this. Yeah, definitely. Yes, so that's what uh, I think has been one of the the coolest aspects of it is is just that. And I kind of laugh when people they're like, "Oh man, this new uh, this new telemedicine thing it's it's really neat." And I'm like, "No, no." Uh, the cannabis doctor's been doing this for a while now. Don't mm-hmm. don't pretend this is this is new stuff. A little bit behind on that one. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But it's uh, so convenient for you know, people in rural communities, um, mm-hmm. or just even just the access to have it because. We have uh, local physicians, but you have to schedule an appointment, and that could be two weeks out. Um, and so the, the way you're doing it, it's a great model to, to benefit everybody. Right. And, and, you know, you're commenting on the availability of physicians to do this. And my experience with that is I, I do run across a fair amount of docs who uh, really believe in this, uh, but their physician contracts with whatever entity that they're associated with preclude them from having any participation in this. So their, their contracts prevent them from doing it, although they would love to do it. So those guys usually, my acquaintances in the physician community send patients to me for that reason. So it's a kind of a hard, again, like I said, it's a hard time to uh, find a doc that will do it because most docs are employed by some entity. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, we've heard that from a few physicians that have said, you know, they're on board. But um, well, even through the VA system, uh, my my personal psychiatrist, she's told me that she's all on board with it. She loves the idea. If she could pres- prescribe it, she would. But uh, like you said, their hands are tied and, and they can't because it's uh, it's federally illegal. So Absolutely. Um, uh, this week we're talking about edibles, Doc, and uh, um, we... We get a lot of comments about different things as far as either too much or inconsistencies in dosing. And um, as a physician, I know you can't, you know, prescribe prescribe dosing amounts or, or <clears throat> excuse me, even suggest too much. But what's your opinion as a physician on on edibles? Edibles are amazing uh, because, and I'll just shoot straight. I mean, I. I use cannabis. Uh, I have, and again, I don't have any problems with my medical licensing. I called the licensing board and the uh, DEA and all that stuff, and uh, well, the BDD, the state version of the DEA, and they're all cool with it. Um, and you know, edibles are awesome for what I use it for is uh, sleep. Um, I mean, years of medical training and running an ICU, and there's no such thing as a real, you know, normal night's sleep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and plus, I was raised on a big cattle ranch. I was the only teenager on 3,000 acres, and guess who got all the chores? So I was uh, <laughs> have to get up and feed cattle every morning and before school. So yeah, so yeah, I use it for insomnia, and edibles are amazing for uh, insomnia, which is what I see a lot of patients uh, uh, use edibles for. And 
just insomnia, for instance, um, edibles come into play when it comes into combination with more rapid forms that are being used um, because there's the sleep onset and then there's the maintenance of the sleep once you get to sleep because some people wake up early and things like that. Yeah. And so edibles help you get into that long drive that lasts a lot longer. And uh, But getting to sleep, you know, maybe, you know, an hour or two or more before it kicks in. Uh, before you get the benefit from it and a lot of people don't want to twiddle the thumb so that, that's where using a more rapid form of cannabis is very helpful because that will get you to sleep pretty quick and as that's wearing off that edible is just kicking in so it stretches out that amount of sleep that you get and that there's that's just one tiny component of edibles i mean they are great for a lot of other uh, things i mean you get a lot of people with severe asthma or uh, copd emphysema things like that yeah. or other chronic lung diseases and they don't have very many options uh in terms of the vaping or smoking and things like that so it is a very very useful uh form of cannabis so dr jack i got a question for you real quick to add on to that yes so you were talking about asthma and copd uh yes. there's something that's kind of popular it's kind of up and coming in the thc world uh and it's the thc inhalers uh what's your thoughts and kind of comments on those well i i'm not aware of them but i certainly thought of it when i was just thinking this through and because uh you know when we'd be in the hospital we'd give patient uh medications uh, usually for respiratory things but even on a rare occasion for other things you want to get medicine in somebody fast, give it to them through their lungs. Yeah. And uh, and so we had aerosolizer uh, do, you know, medications that way. And I think that's a be- that's an excellent idea. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, smoking I is is our our preferred method because I mean most of our issues are, are mood related or or just yeah. you know, um, so uh, we want that immediate effect. But I do enjoy the the edibles for sleep. Um, what, uh, you know, kind of going along with all of that, as, as a physician, we, we get asked this constantly. And so, um, I, I've asked a lot of physicians because it was important to me to be able to answer that question. And, um, but I think a lot of folks, uh, are either scared to ask their physician this question. So sometimes there, there might be some issues, but what are, are your thoughts and concerns on uh, while taking other pharmaceutical medications and cannabis? That's an excellent question. Um, and, and it gets pretty complicated because you really got to know why the patient is on a particular medication. Yeah. Um, because uh, some of them are totally separate from what I would use cannabis for, but a lot of medications that I see people on, uh, there's a little bit of exchange that, you know, cannabis can be used to get off a lot of these medications. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but, but in terms of interaction uh, in taking cannabis, I, I've never seen anything, you know, result from use of cannabis with other pharmaceutical medications. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the, I mean, pretty much the majority of everything I've seen. Um, I, we've, I think I've heard, talked to one physician at a conference who told me that she had seen some uh, you know, issues with uh, what she thought to be just exacerbated anxiety, um, and which I think you can honestly get that from taking just too much of a sativa. So, uh, so that's kind of hard to estimate. But I know with, um, like with alcohol, I hear of a lot of folks having issues like uh, issue vomiting, things like that, uh, a little more easy if they've been drinking alcohol and smoking cannabis. Uh, yeah, I mean, that makes 
makes sense. But, uh, but I know, I mean, yeah, like you said, it, it helps get off of, of, of those medications. It helps me get off of alcohol. Um, well, absolutely. So. Um, that, that hits the nail on the head because my experience, and I see many, many, many cases of this, and, and let, let's transition a little bit away from pharmaceuticals and let's talk about other illicit drugs, which are much more harmful and uh, causing a lot of problems in yeah. some next next of the woods around here. And I would see patients come in time and again for the same darn thing. And, and yes, it's usually some type of methamphetamine or some other uh, thing, and, and sometimes alcohol. And, and you know, you get used to these patients kind of revolving door, keep coming in, you keep drug screening them, and you see the same thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple of patients, all of a sudden, they just started coming up positive for THC, but all of the rest of the stuff, they were clean. And, and you know, I go have a talk with them and say, what's going on? And they said, well, I got, off, I got off all of that. Man. And I said, did the cannabis have anything to do with that? And they said, absolutely, it would have been impossible. And they didn't have to go check themselves into a, you know, hugely expensive uh, treatment program or anything like that. And then, you know, I was doing some telemedicine patients tonight. And again, same thing along with alcohol. This, you know, I don't, I don't buy the gateway drug thing. This is an exit uh, medication. Oh yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So like that. uh, this is uh, this is huge. I mean, one of the patients uh, had uh, gone to prison because of uh, you know methamphetamines, and when they got out, they were able to medicate them. But they've been clean for two years since they got it. So since they got their license, so. Nobody convinced me otherwise. Yeah, yes, sir. We've we've seen it firsthand as well. We've seen folks either just like you said get it, get out of prison or um, gone down that road of, with methamphetamine and, uh, and now using cannabis and just completely changed their life around. And yeah. regardless of what your intentions are, you want to get the benefit. And what are some of those benefits? Well, the biggest thing is anti-inflammatory properties of cannabis. And of course, that fluctuates with different strains and things like that. But the take-home message is that the basis of most chronic illness and musculoskeletal pain is based in inflammation. So regardless of what you're dosing for, whether it's for sleep or pain or whatever, you, you're, you're getting down to the root cause for a lot of problems by knocking down or keeping that inflammation level down. Inflammation is also the basis for that cardiac or arterial placking the walls have so there's a degree of inflammation i mean that's why yes, doctors sir. check inflammatory markers like c-reactive protein and things and uh so there's so many benefits of cannabis i mean it, you may use it for one thing or even if you're using it for uh you know quote unquote recreational uh use you're, you're still treating your biologic system and the beneficial cascade of things that happens when you use cannabis but your body improves with that. What? There's uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh yes, sir. I was talking especially, to... yeah, especially with something with the safety profile was of this. <clears throat> and uh, if you can, can I, you know, I mean, I, let me give you a little example because there's medical community, even though they can't research this in the states, people have tried to deduce how much cannabis would it take to kill a person, yeah. and they never could figure out. They try to extrapolate that from animal models. But uh, they never could find it. So then they said, well, let's try to find, uh, you know, at least approach toxicity. And the numbers they came up with is that it would take 1,500 pounds of cannabis consumed within a 15-minute period to approach to approach toxicity. Well, I, you know, I tell people, <clears throat> just assume that they're half wrong and just keep it under 750 pounds of, of, in 15 minutes, you'll be fine. <laughs> so yeah. they just, uh, 
that's just what the safety profile of that mm-hmm. is. So if somebody accidentally uses it for recreation and they get a benefit from knocking down inflammation, so be it. I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to follow people around and ask them, are you sure you're using that for the right reason? <laughs> no, definitely. Yes, sir. Yeah. Right. Now, that's, I mean, some of that stuff you were talking about, I was talking to some uh, uh, veterans and a uh, veteran physician the other day about uh, some research with CBD and uh, 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 protecting that, that plaque and co- for, for veterans or for, for military members that are going overseas. And if they're taking a good regimen of CBD as they go overseas, how could that help protect from uh, PTSD, from things like TBI? Oh, my God. God, oh, yes, no. sir. Yes, That's sir. That's huge. So, oh, man. I mean, those those things, uh, I mean, the, it's it's so, there, there's, we just, we're just now scratching the surface. It's, there's so That's many good. things. That's exactly what came to mind when you said it, yeah, it's just the tip of the iceberg. So, so as a physician, Doc, I, I know it's hard for a lot of the things you say about cannabis, but you mentioned it earlier, but you're such an advocate too of the, all the positive things you see. How how hard is it for you to be an advocate, um, but then have such a um, a body that governs you looking over you? Well, I mean, I first of all, I have state law on my side. Uh, second of all, I have a squeaky clean medical record in terms of practice, and. Uh, you know, I, I, and I called them myself uh, before I went through this. I called the Oklahoma State Board of Medical Licensure, and I said, hey, I'm Dr. Snedden, and I'm looking at uh, getting a license for this, and do you guys have any problems with that? And that, that first person didn't know, and so they shot me straight to one of the bigwigs there and said, no, you know, just same as uh, any other institutional policy, don't show up impaired. And that's <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, sure. And, uh, and he said, well, I don't know what it will do with your prescribing privileges, you know, for controlled medications and things like that. And he said, you might want to check with the Oklahoma Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs. So I called them and same thing. The first person I asked didn't know, and they put me through one of their top people. And they said, well, no, I can't think of any reason as long as you don't, you know, break any laws. No one's, no one's ever really asked. So sure. <laughs> So, so I have really no fear as long as I, you know, stay within the law, and that's not hard to do. Oh yeah, that's what we tell a lot of patients that are concerned with with the laws and restrictions. It's like you, you know, do you have your three less than three ounces on your person? Are you, you know, following those regulations on the back of your card? Are you, you know, legally possessing? Exactly. It's, you know, it's uh, it, we're we're legal now. It's okay. So, and it's okay Absolutely. to talk about it too. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, yeah. Speaking of talking about it, what, what are some of the the questions, the, the most common questions you get from patients that are uh, coming to you uh, about cannabis? Uh, I do get a lot of questions about dosing, and uh, and that's kind of a difficult thing to dance around because uh, there's been some word out there that there's a federal court ruling somewhere, and I haven't really seen the actual wording of that. That says, you know, physicians cannot talk to patients about the types of cannabis dosage, frequency, and how you take, you know, any of the dosing aspects of it. And uh, so, and so then I have to dance around that question. Uh, but then I, when I see my patients, I give them, uh, you know, I refer them back to the place where they got my card or, where, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, because most times, you know, most dispensaries, at least dispensaries of quality, will get people on the right uh right 
dosing and everything, but that's one of the big things is dosing. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, some of the other things I do get is, um, you know, what happens if I take this and then, you know, I want to go out and drink with my girlfriends or my, you know, my buds. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, that's an additive effect. So when you get with the alcohol, you can just multiply that with whatever you're using cannabis. So you need to plan ahead, especially when you're going to be using edibles because that alcohol will cause you to uptake that, uh, you know, that product quite, quite a bit faster than what you would otherwise. So you get, so, you know, there's some precautionary things. And, but really that's really about it i don't get a whole lot of questions um you know i I do get questions sometimes about rso rick simpson oil yeah uh, and uh, a lot of times i uh, you know if the patient tells me anything or i get a sniff of anything regarding emergency cancers and things like that um and i say well look up rso and kind of point them in that direction and research it and i think you might you know want to look into it more that's awesome so so that's pretty pretty much it i'm just trying to think of some of the questions i had today and i don't get much because by the time i do my spiel i ask everybody uh giving you a ton of information in a short amount of time so do you have any questions for me and usually it's no (laughs) so evidently i quite verbose and i give people a lot of information when i see them it's so one thing I really appreciate when uh, I talk to you for my uh, uh, renewal appointment. Um, yes, you, you asked me if I had any side effects, or um, and I thought that was that was really interesting um, because it's just one thing I don't get asked a lot, and it's kind of weird to me because that's one thing I looked into at first was what were the side you know the biggest side effects, um, right. and. Everybody knows it's anxiety. Anxiety is one of the biggest ones. But um, have you seen any other uh, you know, side effects that you thought were odd with cannabis, or anything that you've really seen that you thought was odd with cannabis? Man, that is a man. Nothing's really coming off the top of my head. Um, that's that's good. I like to. I mean, I love hearing no, that. It's just just like I you mean, know, how I many people have some, died? Zero. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I have I have had people you know ask me you know what if I, I take too much and you know in the third looking at edibles and things like that I tell them I said you know this is metabolized by your liver and it takes a little while for it to kick in so don't fall into the little trap of uh, you know eating an edible twenty minutes later you're expecting an effect and you keep eating more oh, yeah. and uh, so you know that's you know pretty much something that we need to look into but uh so i kind of got off track so exactly what's the question again no you you essentially answered the doc or just okay. you know if you've seen any anything odd any odd side yeah, effects no. or anything from cannabis no not, not really that's good that's yeah. good uh i just like at you know kind of adding that to uh to our pros list you know um uh because you're we see a lot of folks you you see even more so um I just like getting your feedback. So what do you, um, you know, I think about a lot of our, our physicians in, in our town and a lot of them being family practices. And I've reached out to every, I can truly say I've reached out to every physician in our county. And um, I, I think maybe five came back to us. Yeah. And um, I did a couple wow. classes. Um yeah, I know you said that that uh, you know a lot of them are licensed, and I completely understand that. But I know there's still a lot that are set in their ways, and a lot, of course, a lot Absolutely. of the country is is set in their ways. But yep. um, 
we did a, a podcast last week with a, a police officer, and I asked him, you know, if he could say something to those police officers who are still closed-minded. And I just kind of thought of it with you um, because I have a lot of respect for you. So, uh, what's what's your thoughts? Could you answer that? Do you, what would you say to physicians that, uh, or any of the medical uh, community, that are still closed-minded on cannabis? Excellent question. Um, and I, you know, I tell them what I tell anybody else. I said, as a physician, you when something new comes out, especially something that you're totally unfamiliar with. But it comes out as a new therapeutic, and obviously the buzz about it is that there's uh, you know a lot of benefit to it, medical benefit to it. You need to you need to bone up and uh, be the doctor and the professional and study this. And then, like when seventy eighty eight first passed, I studied this on a cellular and molecular biology level. Mm. Dig in, go deep, and and enjoy the ride. <laughs> and but, but that's what I would tell them. And before you pass judgment on this. Do the professional due diligence and look into it. And, and most of the times, that <laughs> they don't. Yeah. So, and of course, I understand people are busy and things like that. But before you poo-poo something, <laughs> look into it. I mean, because you're just going to steer people away of something that's potentially, and in this case, in my opinion, a, an amazing medication. You're going to do more harm than good, and that's the uh, part of the impact. Oh, I mean, do no harm, man. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, I say that all the time. I just think that as uh, I've seen a lot of physicians through my VA care, uh, a ton, and um, that bedside manner is is gone. And yes, sir. Um, so I always say that, like, if you really care about your patients, if you if you really care about them, um, you you should look into anything new, like you just said. So I really appreciate that answer, Doc. Uh, that's really yeah. good. Doctors are supposed to be an advocate for their patient. Well, hmm. then you need the knowledge to do that. Oh yes, sir. Um, well, I want to get a little more personal, but a little fun with you, with you, Doc. Sure, uh, absolutely. I, I like to uh, let ev- like everybody to know what um, just a little more about you, and and that uh, um, you know you're you're just a fun guy, kind of like us. Um, what uh, what's your favorite song? Oh, you asked that. I am a little <laughs> bit of a metalhead, but uh, David Coverdale, uh, White Snake, Deeper Than Love. White Snake, <laughs> okay, heck yeah. I, man, I, go, I grew up in the 80s here, here in Ace, man. I'm, so I'm all about that. I was I was uh, I was born in '82, so I, I experienced the '80s well. Uh, and my mom was she was definitely into that uh, that punk, a little bit of that. Yeah, the definitely the the uh, or not punk, but more the uh, the hair band and uh, yeah, glam glam metal. Yes, I think she dressed me up in one of those costumes real early on. It oh. was yeah, it was horrific. Yeah, she could come up with a pic of that. I would love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of hairspray. Amen. Yep. Uh, so, so Doc, what's um, if if you can uh, tell us what's your first um, marijuana experience? Uh, it, it would have to be high school, and 
you know, I'm pretty certain it was uh, camping with some guys. <laughs> and uh, pretty harmless out in the middle of nowhere. I, I just remember being extraordinarily happy. So, um, but yeah, it was awesome. That, that, that's cool. What were you, uh, what were you thinking going in? To that, uh, whenever they uh, came up, uh, well, you know, somebody just pulled on that, pulled a duty up, lit it up, and started passing. It. Well, I'm not going to let it slip past me. And just, <laughs> uh, I just jumped right in. I didn't think anything of it. I, nice. I was there, and I saw all my buddies already did, and it was time to. I don't know, do an upgrade in the life. Yep. <laughs> That's the worst that could happen. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and, 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 and oddly enough, it ended up being a very beneficial self-medication for some stuff I was going through at the time, uh, in retrospect. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Very, very, very nice experience. No, good deal. Yes, sir. Um, what uh, What's your favorite strain to smoke? Well, I'd have to I'd have to say double lemon cheesecake. And, and I'm a very much of an indicated individual for uh, the sleep and stuff, uh, but I also use some for pain. And uh, and if I have to be functional and you know working out the yard, things like that, uh, just a slight sativa dominant hybrid and don't want cheesecake does the trick for me. Heck yeah, I like that. And I think and you and you've had some double lemon cheesecake. Oh, most definitely some good concentrate. Yes, sir. Man, yeah, that's that, that's that's my favorite at the moment. Uh. So, Dr. Jack, just kind of a crazy time right now, and then uh, a lot of our podcast is just about, uh, you know, being there for people and just, you know, doing doing good. And and uh, what what keeps Dr. Jack motivated when when things are tough? Man, I mean, it is that is such an easy question to answer because it's the people. I mean, there is not a day that goes by when I sit and I'm talking to somebody and you give them a shot of energy and a some. I mean, this world, like you said, it's absolutely crazy. And, you know, where do people get lifted up? And when you get a chance to insert yourself into somebody's life and do something beneficial like cannabis, uh, don't walk away from that opportunity to, to lift that person. You don't know what's going on everything in their life or what they're doing. And when that camera goes off and they turn around and walk away, I mean, you know, they shed tears. Are they in a fight? But, you know, what's going on? Man, just love on somebody and tell them that they're they're valuable. And I don't use those words, but whatever the situation they're going through, yeah. I guide them and give them encouragement because you don't. It, mental attitude is so much uh, to do with healing as as writing a, a prescription or anything. And and docs, unless you're a behavioral medicine specialist, usually don't do that. Mm. So it's that, and then getting the feedback. And I mean, one thing that just comes immediately to mind is one of the very first people that I saw uh, in when we were doing the house call things. Um, we went out to a town, you know, well, I'm in Broken Arrow, and we went out about, you know, we ranged out about 30 miles for this visit, and it was out kind of remote. And it was for a cancer patient. And whenever that, I went into that patient's room, uh, her, she was staying with her uh, daughter and son-in-law, and uh, you know they went to this room. This poor lady was, you know, with cancer, and it was very obvious she was far along in the process. And we got her license, and everything was fine. And down the way, uh, my wife, who's also my office manager, uh, came across uh, the son-in-law and uh, said, "You'll never guess 
where where she is right now. And she said, oh, no, I hope she's not in the hospital or anything. And she said she's out shopping with her daughter. I mean, it's those things. Wow. That you, cause, I mean, I literally didn't think she'd, you know, be able to, you know, kick that. I mean, she was like in her last stages. And so I love being proved wrong and, and in those situations. And so and that's just one tiny thing. Every day it's somebody that gives you a great story, somebody that got off math. I mean, celebrate the heck out of that stuff. Yeah, definitely. And, and, I mean, that takes some guts to do, and they need to be they need to be commended for that. So it, it's just that and the opportunity, the energy I get off the patients whenever. But it, it's an interaction. It's a two-way street, and I get, I get benefit out of that encounter myself, not – she gets a license i i, I get some therapy <laughs> <laughs> well that's good dr jack man we um i, I can't thank you enough and, and again every, everything that you're doing for cannabis in the state of oklahoma and, and for all your patients man it, it means the world to me and um uh, like uh, we just can't thank you enough and, and especially for your time so well, man, I really appreciate you guys because uh, when I see uh, a lot of people down in the Ordmar area, they love you guys, and, <laughs> uh, it, and because you guys are so helpful, and that's the feedback I get from the patients that use your uh, places that they, they feel loved on, and it's like, well, people can't go to a lot of places to get that kind of treatment. I mean, you go out in the world, you're going to get quite the opposite nine times out of ten, so yeah, it's something to celebrate, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Well, uh, you take care of yourself, Dr. Jack, and anytime we can help with anything, you, you reach out to us. You as well, my friend. Thank you for the opportunity. We'll see you, brother. You bet. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Dr. Jack. You bet. Well, man, that was a, that was a really good talk with Dr. Jack. I think that everything he had to say really uh, you know, showed or came across as what type of physician he is and the care and concern he has for for not only his patients, but, but cannabis. Oh, 100%, man. I'm not going to lie. I, I truly don't believe I've met, uh, number one, a core person, but a core doctor. Uh, you know, I've only met a handful of physicians that I've, you know, family physicians that I've used growing up. Yeah. And, you know, it was the same one every time, you know. But to see a guy that was so interested in something that we have a passion for was truly pretty cool. Yeah, he's um, just talking to him the I've talked to him a handful of times and then done my referral through him, but he, um, like I told him with the VA docs, they, the bedside manner is horrible. I've had surgeries and not seen the doctor ever again. Like, I mean, that's some, that's some nurse ratchet shit, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cut me open and I won't yeah. see him again, but, uh, you know, and so that's, that's sad. And so to me, to have a physician that truly personally cares. I mean, I called around this this town and talked to physicians to try to educate them on cannabis and make them feel comfortable to write a referral. And it costs them nothing. It doesn't take anything but them signing up online. Um, and they're able to write a referral for a patient in this state, and they won't do it. And so you find a guy like Dr. Jack, I mean, you kind of got to get drawn to him. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's... Uh, have, you, have you seen Dr. Jack's hair? Man, I, I have not seen Dr. Jack in Dr. person. Dr. Jack. I'm, I'm bald, so I'm a little, okay. I'm a little jealous of Dr. Jack because I know Dr. Jack's... Well, he did say his favorite his band fit. was a white snake, but I don't really know what that means. <laughs> but uh, It's a band? I know it's rock and roll. That's all I know. i introduce you to some white snake later, Drake. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
but no, he, he's got to be in his 50s, uh, close to 60s, I'm, I'm thinking. But uh, he's got a nice head of hair. Curly. Oh. Okay. Mean, like, it's like, dang, I'm jealous. Dang, um. I'm jealous. Yeah, yeah. When you do your oh. referral, you FaceTime the telemed. Get them all set up. Okay. Yeah, like Dr. Jack. Dr. Jack, I, your curl's <laughs> on point today, bud. Mm. So we got some emails, man. Oh, yes. okay. Some fan mail. I'm excited. Only one. They said you suck. <laughs> I'm joking. Square up. <laughs> so uh, we got one from Dylan in Texas. And I liked this one. This was a good one. So Dylan, uh, the podcast Texas. is... Yeah, in Texas, man. The podcast is interesting, guys. What can you tell me about my ride as a veteran and using CBD in the state of Texas? I use it for back pain and take a good amount for sleep as well, but I'm always worried about getting in trouble. So uh, the legal amount in Texas is like the rest of the nation uh, for hemp is uh, 0.3 THC. As long as it is under 0.3 THC or at, you're fine. Uh, it's illegal to possess in the state. That bill was actually signed in 2000. Um, 19, I believe, or 2008. It was last year. Yeah, yeah, 2019. Yeah. Uh, it's House Bill 1352. Um, but yeah, it was signed and it allows you to legally possess that amount. Um, but then there's also CBD isolate, which is just, just the CBD itself, uh, which should not contain any THC. Again, uh, you know, labs are, are very important there too uh, on any CBD product. Um, but yeah, as long as you're in that legal uh, limit, you're fine. Um, there's also, uh, when I was uh, double-checking the laws in, in Texas, because we get, a, we get a lot of Texas residents that come up. We're so close to the border, but uh, there's a Senator Gutierrez in San Antonio that introduced um, adult use and medical use marijuana at this next legislative session in, in Texas. That's awesome, man. Yeah, man. So, uh... Make a move. It, yeah, it's very cool. He, he just, it's kind of, he made a post on Twitter. He said that he, uh, he's like, we know the budget's going to be short this year with COVID, uh, instead of raising taxes. See, why on, not, man? Yeah, why, man. why not? It's going to do nothing but benefit the community. Yep. He, he, even if they tax the crap out of it. People, I mean... That's what he said. He said, do you want to... You want to tax the the people of Texas, or do we want a brand new revenue source? Exactly, it's still going to cost the state nothing. Yeah, but a couple inspection people. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you're in Texas, and I think I, I think I'm going to reach out to to Senator Gutierrez and see hey, if he wants to come on the podcast. Let's do That'd it. Be cool, a good supporter in Texas legislature for cannabis. Um, then the second question we had was from Jake Gibbons. Jake did not tell me where he is from, so Jake is from I don't know where. But Jake said, uh, Drake, you talk about concentrates. Why do they work better for you uh, than flour or even edibles? I mean, you've talked about this before. but Yeah, no, I love touching on it, man. Uh, Jake, I, I truly do uh, believe that Number one, concentrates, you get a better taste out of it. That's a, that's a really big thing for me. Uh, and in everyday, day-to-day life, uh, time. Time for me uh, is the biggest thing because I'm always on the move. Work never stops. At the shop, at home. Uh, so dabbing, I feel like, uh, is a faster way to consume for my needs. Uh, so that's kind of why I truly kind of lean to the concentrate era. And um, today episode will kind of kind of touch on why I don't enjoy edibles. They just 
don't really work for me. Uh, but hey, man, we really appreciate you listening and hope you continue listening, man. Yeah, definitely. The, um, I enjoyed the questions. Hopefully, we'll get some more. Please send them our way. Uh, you can email us at cannabisandcomrades at gmail.com. Um, and then uh, Dr. Jack today, again, thank him for being on. If, uh, if you got any questions for Dr. Jack, I mean, he'll. I know he'll answer them for you if you need a medical referral in the state of Oklahoma. Um, any questions at all on cannabis from a, from a, a physician who truly knows his stuff, reach out. He is on OK. He's texting me right now. That was Dr. J. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to plug him, and he's texting me. Uh, he is at OK Cannabis, and that's B-I-S, doc.com. OK Cannabis, doc.com. Um, yeah, man. I think another good podcast. Oh, yeah. Another great good episode. week. Great week. Um, I enjoy having these people on. We're going to have uh, uh, got a couple of guests lined up pretty soon that uh, I'm excited about. I hope. Uh, it's uh, shout out Thunderbird Farms. Oh, John uh, Baker. John he thought he, Baker. he probably thought he was getting out of this I, one. I knew he thought he was. Mm-mm. Not this one, John. Uh, man, I've asked, uh, I've asked John. He said the only way he's coming on is if Q... Asks him the questions, oh, and, and only Q questions. That might be a silent episode, little brother. I think so. I don't think anybody wants to listen to uh, 30 minutes of Q and John stare at each other. Or breathe. <laughs> or breathe, yes. <laughs> Maybe smoke. You'd probably hear like a bong bubbling in the background. A couple rips, then Q just <laughs> look in the corner. So, uh, uh, hopefully John in the future, uh, yes. Um, but we... Uh, a guy that uh, was actually a WWE wrestler. Oh, come again? Seriously? Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, hope to have him on pretty soon. Big uh, cannabis uh, user for a lot of his pain. Hold on, you, said, you said big cannabis user. If it's who I think it is, this is a massive man. He's a big guy. Yeah. He's a big guy. But you don't have to tease everyone. It's not like John Cena or anybody. No, he puts the John rock. Cena in the dirt. You know what I mean? <laughs> he does. He would whoop John Cena's ass. I got money. Yeah, and 100%. money on Russ. Um, uh, and then hope, uh, we've got another uh, Air Force veteran that is a. Uh, she's an RN. Uh, does a lot of research with cannabis. Uh, a lot of work to educate vets about can- cannabis use. Uh, so I think it's cool having another medical professional on to talk about that. I think it's awesome that we have all these medical professionals coming on so far to see, not just from you know our insight, but from like medical professionals. I yeah, mean, they're the ones. That's that, their job, right? They, you know, they're the ones that um, they're going to really have first jump at it as soon as it is federally legal to uh, to really re- research it and look at it a lot. So um, we got to make friends with them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, some good good uh, guests coming on, and um, I hope folks are enjoying this because I am. I look forward to it. Hundred uh, percent. Just talking yeah. to people about cannabis is what gets me motivated, man. Gets me, Jack. Keeps me going, man. All right. Well, uh, you got anything else, right? No, man. Um, hope everybody has a great week. Stay working hard. Heck yeah, man. Uh, like I said, man, always uh, man, try to do something nice for somebody. Uh, Smile at somebody you don't know. Wave at somebody you don't know. Try to do something nice for uh, for somebody uh, in the next few days if you can. Never know how it's going to make their day. That's right. This is uh, Cannabis and Comrades. Thank you for listening. This is Todd. And Drake.
And I'm Jello, baby You won't talk, won't look, won't think of me I'm the epitome, a public enemy Why you wanna go and do me like that? Come down on the street and dance with me I'm a Listening to Cho Cho Fan Fall in love all over again I'm alive like you So please, hello I'm here, I'm waiting Oh, it's crazy now I think I'd be good for you And you be good for me Cause I think we make a good team And you would keep my fingernails clean But that's just a stupid dream that I won't realize Cause I can't even look in your eyes Without shaking And I ain't faking I'll bring home the turkey if you bring